Hello, and welcome to KFAB, the podcast. It's a podcast about wrestling and fashion, but mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. I'm Christina. And I'm Katie. Hi, guys. This is um, a really exciting week. We do have some news to get to. Uh, big news we heard from producer Mike. Uh, the biggest news this week is that The Shield is back together, and we absolutely don't know what that is. Yeah. Or it's who true. that is. Or who it is. And maybe today we have a guest mm-hmm. that isn't producer Mike, that is more knowledgeable, mo- one might say. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> who can tell us who The Shield is. Mm-hmm. And that's like Mr. To- Dave Schilling. That is me. Hello. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. We're so glad you're here. I so know. because you're on our show, we also wanted to say... I think publicly that uh, if this is the first time you're tuning into us, the three women over here, mm-hmm. we are not traditional wrestling fans. No. The way that we got into it was Mike, our producer, who normally only gets to speak for 10 seconds at a time, but will be silent this whole episode, <laughs> which is doing Christina a favor. I'm yep. just kidding. Um, but we watched some, which one did we watch? Royal Rumble was yeah. the first one? Yeah. Great. So we watched the Royal Rumble with him and... We're really taken aback by the storylines of kayfabe, et cetera. Uh-huh. And so, and we were worried about costumes. Like, real, really worried about costumes. Certain outfits were not ready to be thrown around like that. Yeah, really hoping everyone stays in, yep. suctioned in, et cetera. And so this podcast is essentially us getting into wrestling. Yep. So at, occasionally, we may have a bunch of questions. <laughs> mostly questions. Mostly yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah. And mostly questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my big question right now is like dave can you give us a a primer on the shield yeah yeah so the shield premiered i want to say 2012 and are these three guys who were like really important prospects to wwe at the time dean ambrose seth rollins and roman reigns and they came in with this gimmick that had been kind of sitting around for a long time this idea of sort of like uh I wouldn't say the guardian angels or even like security forces, but something like something like fascistic and policey. Yeah, you know they wear flak jackets and stuff, and and they talk about justice all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but at the same time they're cheaters. They were they were bad guys at the beginning. They worked for the authority, which was Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, who were trying no. to keep down Daniel Bryan and and CM Punk and various other baby faces, John mm. Cena too. Uh, and then they became very popular just because of how charismatic they were, how cool and young they were at a time in WWE where wrestling was very childlike and and, mm-hmm. and not quite as adult as people my age sort of remember it being in the 90s when there was you know a lot of uh, violence a lot of sexuality a lot of uh, really edgy storylines so this was kind of harkening back to that mm-hmm. uh, and they were especially popular because they were a unit they were a group and, and WWE doesn't do a lot of factions and groups anymore so they, these were three young cool guys who were interesting and in good promos who dressed cool uh, and became maybe the biggest act in the company and then they split up I would say I think it was 2014 2015 they split up we go through that for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth Rollins became the bad guy mm-hmm. Roman Reigns became the big dog and all of that stuff and, and the, the, the anointed we have lots of questions about that for you Good. excellent uh, and then Dean Ambrose is kind of the wild card the, the yeah. he's, he's not only playing this character who is quote unquote insane uh, but he also is kind of like a tumbler like 
icon for a lot of female uh, and you know gay fans. I mean, straight up, he looks like almost everyone I dated in high school, which yeah. Mike called me out on in a text thread today. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, Felski, is this like kind of your type? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had skinnier pants, but otherwise, 100%. Those, there's not a lot of room in those jeans, though, no. that he wears. Okay, this is my biggest question. After, so today, uh, spoiler, we're going to be talking about Dean Ambrose. Woo! My biggest question about him is, are those real jeans? Do we think those are real jeans that he's wrestling in? This is a question I've wanted to answer for a long time. Oh my god, do oh, you know? Good. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, cool. But I think about it a lot because they they look painted on. Yes. Yeah, they do. Like, they really accentuate his butt and his mm-hmm. package and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and there's not a lot of room to breathe. So I think maybe there's some sort of stretchy material. Like a maternity <laughs> jean? Exactly. <laughs> like, that's what but I like thought. I was like, this is, is a maternity small. jean. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But there, it's Jeggings. So, yep. Because we talk a lot about how much input we think the individual stars have in their costumes. And I'm sure, I mean, because they're going to fittings, they have to have some say, if not yeah. the majority say, in what they look like and how they feel. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, he picked jeans. And these, like, what? I, I'm so confused. It seems like they would limit your mobility and your comfort in a real way. It's yeah. like, um, which of the Hardys wears the Jankos? Oh, uh, uh, Jeff? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, why? I'm so confused as to why that would be like your costume that you would want to be in. Well, I think, again, for these jeans, there's a lot of stretch to them. They're not yeah. like APC, like raw denim <laughs> jeans. Yeah, damn, They're pulling like... it out. Or it's just like, yeah, like Shinsuke, he has a level and a range of pants he wears, and mm. some of them are breathable, and some are not whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And others are very loud, we assume. <laughs> the leather ones. Another thing to think about, or that you guys probably don't know, is that years and years ago, wrestlers had to pay for their own costumes. Oh, that makes what? sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, when you say years and years, what do you mean by that? Like, 80s, 90s, oh, 2000s. Wow. I think now they, they have a seamstress, or yeah. not a seamstress, but like someone who sews things. Yeah, yeah. A non-gendered way to describe someone who sews things. <laughs> like Sasha Banks' husband, who we love. Exactly, yes. yeah. Mizake, I think is his name. Yes. Yeah. We so, don't, we just say Mr. Sasha Banks. <laughs> I know. I mean, he kind of is, yeah. but that's, like, he's good with that. He's, he's good with that. Yeah, he um, is. It's one of the only ways to keep a relationship together in wrestling is you travel together. Yeah. yeah. It's super duper hard to do that. But uh, yeah, so they had to pay for things. Like Ric Flair would spend thousands and thousands of dollars oh, wow. on his robes. Yeah. Um, the Ultimate Warrior, Ravishing Rick Rude, they would get their stuff, um, not spray painted, uh, airbrushed. Mm-hmm. So Rick Rude airbrushed Jake Roberts' wife's face on his on his crotch once. Fuck yeah, man. As like a way to like <laughs> get under his skin and, 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 and upset That's him. That's like AJ Styles and uh, Samoa Joe. Exactly. Oh, yes. We really yeah. enjoyed that up to a point and then stopped enjoying yeah. it fast with that little girl. Yep. We worried about her. <laughs> she looked very scared for real she and had, we didn't like it. She has a future in wrestling if she can continue to do that on cue. Yeah. Because yeah. it was terrifying. Yeah, he, like, was. He went for the hug oh, and I she know. was like, nope, I'm not going to hug you, you bad person. Well, she touched the blood, looked at it on her hand, and then pushed herself away. And I was just like, this poor child's trauma. We're yeah. all watching this trauma. Yep. So Is WWE going to pay for that therapy? That's yeah. all we kept thinking. <laughs> Holy shit. They probably will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on some level. But yeah, so they would pay uh, for, their, for their gear and that kind of thing, and they'd have to wash their gear on their own. They still do have to wash their own gear and all that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Make sure that they bring it to the arena. Hmm. But there's a creative services department in WWE that designs the initial look for your characters. Hmm. So for The Shield, for instance, 
they had these designs and ideas of the flak jackets and the boots and all that stuff. And at one point, they had this idea that they would carry actual shields to the ring like Roman centurions. Oh, that's kind of And those are in the WWE archive somewhere, these ridiculous-looking, like, riot gear shields. Oh, wow. Which would not have aged well if they actually did that. No. Yeah, that's that's very true. Okay, so actually, now I have a really dumb revelation. Ooh, That's where it. Roman's dumb vest comes from. Exactly. It is. Yeah, we so, always talk about this the vest. This is blowing my ho- mind. It's a horrible <laughs> thing, and it makes no sense from a storytelling perspective. If you get punched in that flak jacket, yeah. why would that hurt? Exactly. And he's hurt. like, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. it hurts so bad. But you're wearing this, like, <laughs> gear that prevents you from feeling pain. It's supposed to stop bullets. Yeah. Man. Mm. But then, this, uh, but we can see... To his credit, the earliest version didn't have the tiny picture of himself on it, which That's is our main right. beef with And it. it's showing more side boob than usual, it yes. looks like. Well, too. something that I heard is one of the reasons why he likes to wear the either like a tank top or the flak jacket is because he doesn't have to work out as hard. Oh, mm. come on. He doesn't have to Finn Balor it? Exactly. Oh. Yes. Like, Finn Balor has to work really hard for that body. Yeah. And yeah. Roman Reigns has so many responsibilities that go beyond actually wrestling. He has to do a lot of personal appearances and, and branded events and those sorts of things. So he's eating a lot of charcuterie boards. Everything's <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, the, like, on-the-road food is going to make you gain that weight, I guess. Yeah, you know? he, I was at WrestleMania huh. this last year, and uh, I was in the, the talent hotel where everybody stays and, and uh-huh. after like the evenings or the, the day's festivities or events are over everybody kind of congregates in this bar in the hotel and Roman was in his little section mm. unto himself with uh, the Usos uh, Naomi who's uh-huh. married yeah, to one yeah. of the Usos Nia Jax uh, his family like Roman's family all the Samoans were together mm-hmm. and he was putting drinks down eating a bunch like he's not I mean he's working out but mm-hmm. he's not to the level of Finn Balor, yeah. Yeah. or even Seth Rollins, who's a big CrossFit guy. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. We have whenever some you open say crushes on this, whenever you say it's fine. That's what wrestling's say, for. Whenever you say Seth Rollins, I just guttural respond. Except for this blonde chunk that he had. In yeah, his hair, this is really which is wild. Was, he had that for a long time, yeah. by the way. Yeah. We didn't. We had no idea. It was, yeah. So we started pulling uh, pictures from throughout Dean Ambrose's career, so we could look at them tonight. I didn't know that was Seth Rollins. Me for either. Five or six pictures. I knew. I've stared at that man for. <laughs> <laughs> I that knew like, what was happening. Deep like look that he has. I love he's, him. He's swarthy and he's intense. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. One hundred. The Ambrose thing I don't totally get. Yeah. So. Let's get well, into let's go to, yeah. let's go to young boy Ambrose. So puzzling. John Moxley was yeah. his Exactly. So we actually, we had talked about where the jeans came from, and I want to pitch something. So originally his wrestling persona, supposedly, according to Wikipedia, right? All, this where is, all our research This is our from. research. I'll let you know if it's wrong. Thank okay. you. <laughs> um, much of his wrestling persona is based on how he was brought up in mm-hmm. Cincinnati's East End, and he spent most of his childhood in public housing. And so his father worked super far away in Indianapolis and was largely absent. And he went on to say his greatest accomplishment was being able to buy a house for his mother away from the rough neighborhoods in Cincinnati. So wow. I feel like the jeans are a nod to working class background, especially because his whole thing is authenticity. Like that's what I gathered from doing the research today of just like at, from his humble beginnings, he has worked for every single thing that he has. Um, 
which we can also go into. Like, there's just some quotes about how it was hard for him to go to school. Yeah, he he dropped out. Yeah. He dropped out because he wanted to, and he felt like wrestling was a way to escape. And so, and he described it as this green, sprawling land of Oz that is pro wrestling. And I thought that was so beautiful, really beautiful. and poetic. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and he just like he basically wrestling was always his dream to the point where when he started at the Heartland Wrestling Association, he started when he was a teenager selling popcorn and setting up the ring because he wasn't allowed to train until he was 18 yeah um yeah and so i just think that that probably has something to do with the choice to wear jeans and his costuming um, okay so it's like a working hard for yeah it. like yeah. an early bruce springsteen type of vibe 100 percent. yeah bruce springsteen i'm wearing you're a wearing bruce a bruce springsteen, springsteen shirt, shirt but with <laughs> intentional but you know but like the jeans have a little bit more breathability in the legs than i think like a springsteen like his oh, were like super tight all the way down it didn't God have a bless. boot cut to it you know oh for sure but i, d- I do think that there that might be a reason why yeah. if we're he like, does look like he just was working at a concession stand and was like, <laughs> someone was injured let me run into the ring yeah, yeah. I, I think uh it would be worthwhile for you for you to go back and watch these john moxley promos because uh-huh. they're incredibly intense and he has this this almost like street kid sort of vibe yeah huh. where like he's talks about sleeping in cars and like cutting himself it's really intense and not something you see in wrestling very often and That's it's cool. it, it, it's vulnerable he's a very vulnerable character there um so I think that's probably why is there's like he's smoking a cigarette here. Yeah, he's naked. <laughs> and he's naked. Yeah, he's naked. It's a uh, naked promo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, everything I've heard about him is he's very intense and very private and very shy hmm. and defensive around other people. He said he hated being on camera, except when he's wrestling. Yeah. I read that too, where he had to be on Total Divas, which, did you come across him? Oh, did I ever? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was, was there was one season where Renee was on. Yep. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He caught a hat that flew off of her head. I just remember being like, "Who is that guy?" And He's mysterious like, in the way that like um, Jeremy Sisto, the actor, mm-hmm. was mysterious oh. in like Six Feet Under. Yeah. Like <laughs> Billy, the 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 yeah. creepy brother from Six Feet Under. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, Dean Ambrose, basically. Yeah, he reminds oh, me of, like, Michael Shannon. There you go. Like, yeah. he definitely has that vibe of, like, he's a method actor from what we'll see soon when we talk about it, but he, like, goes hard, and he's, like, kind of mysterious, and you don't know what's up with him. Wow. So so this is his his first wrestling persona was John Moxley. Do we know anything about, like, what he was like then as a young, a young wrestler? As a person or as a character? His character. Oh, yeah, again, like sort of like a street urchin okay like a yeah, street he was kid. just all intense all the time yeah okay oh man there's a lot of a lot of very violent matches that he would get himself yeah. into this was a time not too long after ecw ended where hardcore wrestling was still very popular in america mm-hmm. whereas it's not as much anymore there are still elements of hardcore wrestling and things like ring of honor sort of because you still have the gimmick matches and stuff but for the most part wrestling has become not traditional necessarily because traditional wrestling would be a lot of headlocks and and submission holds and, mm-hmm. and grappling but it's less about like hitting people with chairs or with road signs or oh, man. like diaper bags or something <laughs> that stuff gets me i love yeah. it i'm like so fascinated by that world there's a reason we're hardcore wrestling fans i think we may be like, let me recommend one match Ooh, yeah okay it's uh, Jeff Jarrett's last match in WWE mm-hmm. for, I think, forever. He wrestled China 
for okay. the Intercontinental oh, cool. Championship. Wow, yeah. It was a good housekeeping match because his whole gimmick was that he was a misogynist and oh, he hated women and so God. he would always hit women over the head with his guitar. Mm. So China being the 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 feminist hero, yes. the big jacked yeah. you know, woman, he said, you know, go back in the kitchen. Oh, God. You know, oh you're, you're a terrible person. You shouldn't be wrestling men, et cetera, et cetera. So she beats the crap out of him, but with all of these like kitchen utensils and like a bag of flour. I can't believe we didn't know about this. It's oh ridiculous. Gosh. This is crazy. Yeah, you I should mean, go back and watch She's definitely going to be someone we research soon. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. maybe don't do it at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. We know that from from the MTVs. Uh, so, yep. but me, speaking of like hardcore matches, so I came across a couple of terms today while researching this dude, specifically what a dog collar match is. Ah, uh, they're tied together by a dog collar. <laughs> oh my God, that's literally what it is? Yeah, so they can't get away. They have to just beat the crap out of it. Is it like a long length one or like for a little like, like Oh, it's, long, it's long enough that you can actually do wrestling moves. Yeah. <laughs> if it was if it was actual I like know, a dog collar. I know, I was like, collar, that worries me. And yeah. like choke it. Just, all right, so this is also a basic uh, question, but like it, that makes me think that they need to practice do they practice ever? So before the shows, they'll go over moves like, and like ideas okay. for how we want to do the finish or mm -hmm. like transitions, things like that. And, and maybe they'll do, you know, one or two things, spots. Yeah. But often they don't do them ahead of time. They don't rehearse. Yeah. These mm -hmm. people are just so good at what they do. And they do it most days of the week. For sure. You know, they wrestle from Friday to Tuesday. Yeah. And then they go home Wednesday, Thursday, and they're back on the road Friday. Wow. Yeah, oh my gosh. that's wild. No, because that's that's. It just makes me think of like, because we have this photo of it, him being tethered by dog collar yeah. with a chain, and it's like if you didn't know how that chain was going to react when you're just doing your normal thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> for for Dean Ambrose, yeah, I'm sure that's what makes it fun yeah. for him. So he was a, a diaper guy for a little. Yeah, bit. he was diaper guy through and through for a little bit. Wow. This is a traditional wrestling look. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's not something you necessarily want to get away from when you're starting. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you want to look, look like a wrestler. You don't want oh, to look sense. like a jabroni. Yeah. Or like yeah. just a dude off the street. Yeah. Um, but in WWE, obviously, like you can, there's 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 variations on a theme of like what a wrestler looks like. Yeah. Baron Corbin is wearing a vest yes, and a collared shirt. <laughs> oh my when god! He we keep saying that he looks like he came from the Express Men section. Yeah. He looks terrible. He yeah. just looks like a manager mm -hmm. at like a Gap or. I think yeah, it's what Express Vince Men. McMahon assumes men dress like in. <laughs> like he's oh, yeah. got to wear a vest. <laughs> yep. God damn it! The vest is really yeah. good. I did miss the vest the last time we saw him. Yeah. I was just he, against a demon, right? Yes. And you Summer were at Slam. SummerSlam, right? No, I skipped it this year. I had, oh. a, I had the baby. Oh. I have a baby, for those who don't don't know, Yay. don't care. Baby. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, SummerSlam, we did, we watched all of it. We mm -hmm. found it um, long. It was yeah. very long. <laughs> but yeah. we enjoyed a lot of Have you of seen a WrestleMania it. yet? Oh, yes, yeah, we, we watched, watched WrestleMania. Year. Also quite long. Also very long. <laughs> yes. yeah. I was in a seat mm -hmm. for all seven hours of that. I, oh, like, my, what oh is, my God. So what is that like going to a live show? We are going to our first, we're going yeah. to the NXT Takeover in, in mm -hmm. oh, yeah. before Summer or Survivor Series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of us are also going to Survivor <laughs> Series. Fantastic. Uh, what is the live experience like? 
It really depends. Mm -hmm. You know, I, at WrestleMania, I was ringside. You have a little uh, metal folding chair that's got like the show poster on it, and you get to take it home. What? Um, that's cool. Yeah. You do? So yeah, if you sit ringside oh. at any WWE pay per view, you get to take home a chair to to recognize that you were there. That's so cool. So I have oh, friends awesome. who have like twelve of them. Yeah. yeah. I have one <laughs> from WrestleMania 34. Yeah. Um, but if you're in just regular seats. It's not as visceral, not as exciting, yeah. Because you're not, you know, as close to the action. Uh, but it, overall, it's it's fun. It's just again long. It can be tedious because instead of being able to get up or pause it or whatever, skip a match, you got to be in your seat for mm -hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. Because if you if you leave for a match you don't want to see, you might come back after waiting in line for the bathroom or concessions and have missed the start of the match you wanted to see. Yeah. yeah. Or wow. missed the entirety of... Um, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. 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 Or, or Braun, Braun and uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Yeah. 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 Those were both... Those were so fast. Those were the ones yeah. that we most wanted to see and we were like, oh. And they were a minute. We were <laughs> yeah. just like, no. Yeah. Ronda's was pretty quick too, though. It was about yeah. four minutes. Yeah. 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 It was quick. But well, I said she just beat the hell. Sometimes you need. To, sometimes that's that's necessary when yeah. you have characters that you want to seem stronger and and more athletic and 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 more adept at wrestling. Mm. They should win matches faster. Yeah. Ronda Rousey has no business getting beaten up by someone who's no. five feet tall. Yeah, yeah. She's a killer. Yeah. Like let I mean, her the be way she up. walked in. She was She's like, terrifying. I'm just gonna destroy. She, exactly. she finally entered great too. Yeah. Because we basically the time that we started watching wrestling was right when she started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we were like, oh my god, she's so bad on mic, and she's so bad at acting, and she's so much better now. Yeah, she's more comfortable, I yeah. think. And also they're allowing her to just be a badass. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of uh, cool. you gotta smile, you're a girl, you gotta smile and look cute. If yeah. you notice on the post posters or on those match graphics like coming up next we have x versus x yeah the women are always smiling even yes. if they're oh, wow. nia yeah. jacks always smiling sasha banks always smiling bailey's always smiling huh. alexa bliss is always smiling if they're good guys they're bad guys they're tough they're they're cocky they're arrogant just the generic model smile. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But the men don't that. have to smile. No, they get into their Roman character. Reigns doesn't smile in those. Yeah. You know, wow. he looks scary. I don't but know if Roman Reigns knows how to smile. He does. <laughs> he does. I interviewed him a couple months ago and he's actually very charming. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. It was I we we find him uninteresting to watch in the ring, but I think he seems like yeah, I don't know, like a nice dude. dude. Yeah. I think he's cute. I'll say it. Oh, he's very handsome. Yeah, he is. <laughs> we know. Hey, we know who doesn't look handsome in these pictures? Dean Ambrose? Yeah. yeah. Dean Ambrose, I just looked over and realized he was covered in blood in this yep. picture. That's not a tank top. There's him in the dog collar again. Yeah. Oh my God, did he just wear it? Around, no, oh, a match, you assume. Good caption. Oh, yeah, that is a light Katie. tube. That is mm -hmm. definitely a light tube. That was Mike? It was Mike. Yeah. Mike wow. likes to, oh, that was a light tube? He got hit with a light tube? Absolutely, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Is that. I'm that seems dangerous, it. right? Okay. That's glass. So we have a list of when he was in combat zone wrestling. Um, Mike wrote very, like, he got hit with, like, weed whackers and light tubes oh and a dining room death match. Do you want to tell us what that is? In brief, do you know what that is? I assume a dining room death match is not very different from a good housekeeping match, yeah. except that instead of the kitchen, it's the dining room. Oh, my God. Oh, like plates and stuff? Plates Ooh. and forks and knives. It. 
Oh, I mean, wow. that's where he made his name was yeah. beating the shit out of himself. He's like jackass, but a person. Kind of, yeah. 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 So oh. the transition from this mm-hmm. to WWE was steep for him. Yeah. But okay. he learned how to cut promos. I mean, he had always cut great promos, but he's more of a character than just like an intense loner creepy guy Yeah, in, yeah. in WWE. I mean, he probably had to figure that out because there are no like needles or whatever to attack him with. They're exactly. Like, we can't do that. Yeah, sorry. This <laughs> yeah. is uh, like for you have children. To learn something. Yeah. yeah. Not that he was a bad wrestler. I mean, that no. I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm maligning Dean Ambrose as a wrestler. But a lot of what he did to become a popular indie wrestler was these death matches and various hardcore um, bouts. Uh, but he doesn't do that as much. I mean, he did it at WrestleMania 32. He had a, a Extreme Rules match with with uh, Brock Lesnar. So there were weapons Ooh. and whatnot, but not to the extent of what light be, tubes yeah. or yeah, that's forks. wild. But that was the um, he did have a chainsaw. That was my contribution to this slideshow was finding a picture of him with a chainsaw. Yeah, didn't use it. No, <laughs> just like scared people. Like he like had a, a chainsaw horror house. and it looked like he was revving it, and then he got tackled. Oh wow. Well. Okay. It's supposed to make him look intense. Mm-hmm. You, you're never going to use a chainsaw oh, in a wrestling no. match. No. I, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Not anytime soon. Too intense for us. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, we did learn what an Extreme Rules match was this year, and that was a big moment for us because the name really stumped us for a long time. So there's no appreciable difference between a, an Extreme Rules match and a hardcore match. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. I think the only difference in WWE parlance or WWE rule, the rule book is it a hardcore match, the pinfalls can take place anywhere, and an Extreme Rules match, you have to pin them in the ring. Mm. I oh. believe that's the only difference. Okay. Oh, wow. But weapons and things are all legal. And is a dark match in the dark? No, a dark <laughs> a dark I match. I would think that too. <laughs> it's a it's a reasonable question yeah. to ask. As a wrestling fan, yes, you would like face palm like no, duh. but like why Look, why would you think that learning. that would be everything else is named exactly what it is and I'm always like dog collar match is literally dog collars. I would have never thought that it was exactly what it is. So yeah. dark match, I was like, is it dark? Well, <laughs> here's a difference between the, the, that term, the, the term dark match, and yeah. the term dog collar match. So a dog collar match is something that exists within the world of kayfabe. Yeah. It is, it is a consumer-facing gimmick match. Uh-huh. A dark match is a wrestling term for a match that takes place off of camera at a television taping. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. So there are matches, when you, go to a, when you go to a wrestling event, you will see matches that are not on the air or air at another time. Okay. That wouldn't be called a dark match if, it, if it's being taped, but mm-hmm. like back in the day, they would have just warm-up matches just yeah. to get the crowd going bef- as they filed in. They don't do that much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like the pre-show like they had the with Lana and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but not on television. Yeah. But that was that was more of a thing that took place in the 80s, 90s. Cool. Um, but that, that whole idea doesn't really exist because the shows are so long now. Got yeah. it. Yeah. See, look. I needed to know. Yeah, I, I would have guessed exactly the same thing. Thank you. Well, now because because it, it is something truly where every term is exactly what it sounds like. There have yeah. never been any matches with the lights off, though the lights did go out during a pay per view once. Ooh. In, in your house, beware of dog. 
was uh, Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog. Okay. Uh, it was back in the 90s, and the power went out in the arena, and they had to redo half of the show. Oh, wow. Like, the, next day, the next day. Oh, my, oh God. my gosh. Yeah. That's a um, and Did everyone also- think The Undertaker was coming out? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. Not at the time. This was before the lights would go out. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and there's also been matches with no one in the arena before. Oh. The Rock and, and Mankind, Mick Foley, wrestled um, at halftime of the Super Bowl in an empty arena. It had been taped you know, a week before. Uh-huh. And that's why they did it without a crowd, so they could tape it, and no one would be able to say, oh, The Rock wins. Spoiler, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, interesting. But never in the dark. Oh, and there's also been a blindfold match. What? Oh See, my gosh. this is okay, why. Yeah, okay. I know. I mean, we learned like tables, chairs, lat, like all these things. Tables, like, ladders, and chairs. That's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the blindfold match, because uh, the lead up to it, Jake the Snake Roberts was blinded by Rick the Model Martell, who carried a a, a, a thing of a cologne. And, and <laughs> oh, like no. A, like a bug Wait, spray like a cartoon? Can. Wait, what's his name? Yeah, I want to research. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. He'd, he would he sprayed him with this cologne he called Arrogance. Oh, my God. Oh, and my God. blinded Jake Roberts, and he wore, like, a weird, like, um, like, uh, why am I blanking on this? Uh, contact lens, like oh, a clear contact lens uh-huh. to make it look like he was blind. And so he challenged the, uh, Rick Martel to a blindfold match at WrestleMania 7, and they wrestled literally with blindfolds on. Oh, my God. That is so fucking cool. And so cool. the only way that they were able to work the match is to talk to each other. Uh, They'd worked out spots beforehand, yeah. but it, talking to the other guys paramount to wrestling but yeah. it's even more important when you can't see anything oh my god i would love I'm, to watch a marco polo match the yeah. crowd was actually trying like that was part they, like, of the helping? psychology yeah. was the crowd was like no that way <laughs> and, and he would like jake roberts would like ask the crowd like which way is he oh well, that's really cool to like it was, hype it up yeah too. it's I'm, not it's not great in the way that wrestling today is like hyper athletic but it is a neat concept yeah, yeah. i love i love gimmicks i know yeah. it's, so that's fun. definitely one of our favorite things i have a question though so ringside, do you hear those communications a little bit more? John Cena is notorious for yelling oh. his spots. Oh, really? <laughs> like drop down, tackle, or uh, hip toss, or whatever it is. Yeah, That's so funny. He's just not great at at hiding it. Yeah. We were talking about Rhonda. She had like a part yeah. with. Um, she was like, "Are you ready?" Yeah, him <laughs> like through her. But I deeply appreciated that. Oh, I know. I kind of like think it. it's really cool that they have that communication. They have to to have the trust to be able to do all these insane things. Yeah, and because there isn't a lot of rehearsal ahead of time, it's not like you're just going by the motions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times, nothing is planned. Like in the in the olden days, they wouldn't plan anything. They just like call it in the ring. So Ric Flair would call every spot, just whispering in the ear of his opponent, and then they would do the moves. Wow. Flair would plan out the whole match in his head as it was happening, which wow. is a remarkable thing it's that people genius. used to be yeah. able to do. Yeah, That's fascinating. I wonder, if does Charlotte do similarly? Um, like pass down? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's different now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is less on-the-fly sort of calling of matches. Yeah. Also, it's it's now more dependent on. It used to be that the heel would call the match. Mm. Oh, interesting. In the ring, and, and now it's more about who's who has seniority in the company, who's been around longer. Hmm. So they'll kind of call the match um, because they know more. So Ronda Rousey, for instance, being someone who has not wrestled for a long time, is not calling matches. Yeah. When she says, "Are you ready?" That would mean like, "Are you ready to do the choreographed moves we've been working yeah, on for yeah. the last month?" 
because mm-hmm. she's not adept at wrestling in the way that people like Dean Ambrose are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything other than she just hasn't been doing it long enough. Man. Man. That's so interesting. Yeah. We're learning so much. We I are. know. Maybe, yeah, that's great. Uh, Maybe we should go back to Ambrose. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, I'm just gonna like no, I love this. This is like, awesome. Oh, the blindfold match was not necessary to bring up. Oh, I think it, it was one of my yeah. favorite matches of all I'm time. I'm going to. Im- I already wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you write it down. WrestleMania I was like, seven. I was like, WrestleMania seven. I was like, all I want to see Rick the is Model that dude spraying someone yep. with arrogance because I did gorgeous George. Yeah, so it's like that's the kind of like theatrical like flamboyance that I love yeah. and want in a person. So yeah, we all try to totally choose cover that. crazy ones to do. I would like to point out real quick, I just noticed that his shirt says Dean Unstable Ambrose. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty good. They referred to him as unstable quite often on commentary. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. became well, uh, sort of like a, a recurring theme on his shirts. Lunatic, asylum, uh-huh. just reinforcing the fact that he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. lunatic fringe, right? That was mm-hmm. the thing. A lot of horrible nicknames for him. <laughs> I mean, that is. <laughs> if someone has to tell you on their t shirt that they're unstable, yeah. it usually means they're not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the fine. tongue being out, like, I'm mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I any of it. the promos in general of him just being like quiet and then like just beating the shit out of the person is always like, okay, yeah. cool. I love that he's been uh, compared to Heath Ledger's The Joker. <laughs> in a way. Who compared him to I that? I don't know. Wikipedia. Did I not tell you? Yeah. But like, I, who, where is that coming from? He's been a baby face for so long that mm-hmm. that's yeah. hard for me to, to this understand. This photo is just great. So I think this He's was a time built? when he was, his. he had a, like, I think a, a, a ligament tore in his arm. Oh, oh, no. So you look at his arms and there's not a ton of definition there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he's you know wearing the cut off sleeves. Mm-hmm. But he came back looking gigantic. Yeah, because he could actually do, you know, upper body work. It mm. couldn't be leg day every every day. Yeah, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video and it was a guy being like, "Uh, this is a reason Dean Ambrose is jacked now." And it, one of the things was he was like, he had nine months off, and uh, what else is he gonna yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. That was like just this dude like alone in his basement talking about Dean Ambrose being jacked, and I loved it so much. These look like real jeans to me, by the way. They yes. do. Those, Those are, are some not, good looking jeans. It's not mm-hmm. his wrestling jeans. I am like I'm Hollister hope, jeans. Yeah, that is a Hollister because that is like the burnt. The distress. Kind of, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And I, I worked hope, at a Hollister once. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, <laughs> in college. Denim. I hope that he's not wrestling wearing an actual fashion belt. Yeah. I don't think he often wrestles in the belt. I think yeah. the, the belt was just for, for show here. For his picture. And it does seem like, I don't know if we're going in chronological order, but now it seems like there's an evolution to his ring gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in WWE now. Cause early it was just kind of like the classic diaper, which is what we refer to it as. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apologies. And then, uh, <laughs> it's disrespectful. And then, we, and then we move on to just kind of like, jeans t-shirt like yeah. basic but now it's starting to look like he wears more graphic tees mm-hmm. i mean it um, is definitely jack daniels i was gonna yeah. say that yeah he's yeah. a he's a, he likes to drink mm-hmm. he's a drinker um see this is everyone i've dated it's <laughs> just yeah. he has a there's a uh i guess it's not a, it's not an urban legend it's just a rumor or a, a common knowledge that he goes to the hall of fame ceremony drunk every year oh yeah. Oh no. Well, All right. 
Hey, I'm okay. I mean, yeah, I would a too. Award show if you're nervous and you don't like being on camera. That's true. He doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I do love the the pun on the shirt. No good, Dean. I hate oh. this shirt. <laughs> a lot of wrestling shirts today are awful. So bad. Yeah. Overly produced. Yes. Mm-hmm. The cl- Too much. The greatest, the two greatest wrestling shirts of all time are the Austin 316 shirt and the NWO shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just, it's in block letters, Austin 316, and yep. the NWO is just the logo. A classic, simple logo. Mm-hmm. This is just a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's a lot going on. I get they're going for the whole Jack Daniels, like, he likes to drink. Drinking is intense. He's mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. But it's just, like, you don't know what it's supposed to be unless you're a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. that's very true. Oh. Who is who is Ambrose? What is this anarchy logo about? Like, yeah. what who, what is this? Yes. Yeah. Well, who is your fit? What is your favorite shirt currently? Do Ooh. you have one? Because wow. mine is Alistair Black's. Interesting. <laughs> Christina She's, loves Alistair. It's her boyfriend. Black. I love Alistair Black. <laughs> His entrance is very cool live. It's you so will good. see that live at Takeover. If he isn't if there, back, when yeah. he comes out of the like coffin basically yep. I'm he gonna might start be crying. back by then I forget how severe his injury is. also his entrance music is awesome that's my main thing they'll probably do it live too oh my god we're gonna with watch with the band walk. where he walks through again. where yeah. he walks through the band it's so <laughs> pretty weird. neat pretty neat I don't anyway, know if I a lot of them are bad um I love the original Kevin Owens t-shirt that just said KO mm-hmm. okay um the original Balor Club t-shirt. Those are nice, yeah. I guess even the one, the newest one with the BC interlocking um, was uh, is a fine design. I thought the the LGBT That's the one we're thinking about getting, yeah. But by and large, a lot of bad shirts. I own I own a, a Braun Strowman T-shirt that I will never wear. <laughs> Take these hands. Uh, no, it's the first one Take where it hands. says "Monster Among Us," and oh. it's like oh, yeah. him on a mountain, yeah. and it just looks so stupid. He's a sweet man, by the way. Oh, oh. we love him. Huge, love him. huge gun nut. Yeah, that's uh, major Republican. Mm. No, why'd you tell us that? <laughs> a lot of wrestlers are. Wow. Anyway, back to clothes. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Not insecure, it seems like, from yes. a distance, but his defense mechanism is his intensity. Yeah, yeah, we um Men are allowed to do that, women not so much. They have to smile and be mm-hmm. bubbly and be outgoing. And Dean Ambrose can Wild. get away with being mysterious. I will say a wisp of hair over his eyes. Yeah. Us getting into it right now is like the best time. I don't think we would have been as into it as we are now because of all the treat like who were we talking about uh trish stratus and like, yeah oh all the stuff that went down uh, a while ago and we were like i don't think we could have been researching or wanted to be as into it a long time ago but yeah. now like evolution coming up we're so excited evolution is our wrestlemania yeah it is <laughs> we're very excited it's our red carpet it's our matt gala like i think it's it's awesome but you can tell that it's very calculated for this oh, very yeah. Reason. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah how do we get women to like wrestling well maybe women should wrestle <laughs> yeah yep. like it's a simple formula but it took them forever to figure it out because there was no no one pushing them to try to go after that audience. And now that Stephanie McMahon is more and more powerful, mm-hmm. is kind of trying to get this to be a thing. And now it is a thing where I definitely would not have recommended you watch wrestling in 1999. Yeah, no. I couldn't have done it. Yeah, when all of them were just valets and that's what they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or well, worse. Yeah, I know. You know there, there's a famous 
moment where Vince McMahon makes Chris Stratus yeah. bark like a dog. Oh, yeah. We talked we about talked it. About yeah. Not last episode, the episode before I, mm-hmm. I covered her. Yeah. Um, and I straight up didn't watch the video. Like, yeah. it was something where I read about it and I pulled, like, some clips and I found photos and I was like, you know what? I don't need to hate Vince McMahon more. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just not let's not yeah. do this it's definitely a problem that i have too yeah his birthday was a couple days ago and i was like oh, oh man vince mcmahon's responsible for so many wonderful moments in my life but he's also a trump supporter yeah. and probably yeah. like the grossest man of all time he truly i mean just he also blamed that storyline on his partner the other vince right where he like didn't take responsibility for it and he He's just like, I don't, I've never heard of her. I don't know who that is. Every time he's asked about it, he like completely denies the fact that it happened. The Trish Stratus thing? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because when I researched it, yeah. I was like, I've never heard him talk about it before. It's literally him going, quite frankly, I've never heard of her, quite frankly. And so it's like clearly a joke. He's, yeah. But it's also like. There's a reason why he doesn't do any media anymore. Yeah. And the front facing employees or executives of WWE are. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally makes he's, sense. He's he's also does. a defensive guy, a la Dean Ambrose. Similar backgrounds. Yeah. Vince McMahon grew up very poor in North Carolina. Okay. His father, Vince Senior, was promoting in the New York, DC sort of area, mm-hmm. and did not. They did not see each other for years. And Vince's dream was to get into wrestling. He fell in love with wrestling, the idea of his dad, who he never saw, and sort of forced himself into his father's life, and then eventually bought the company, the the WWWF Mm -hmm. at the time, and then took it national. So I'm sure there's some sort of like kinship that those two guys have for being dark, mysterious, weird men. Yeah. Well, but did Vince McMahon ever carry around a yes. barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. Absolutely. He did. <laughs> Vince did. McMahon wrestled quite a bit in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Wow. He had a lot of hardcore matches himself. Wow. This is so interesting. All right, so I have a lot of questions about Yeah. I guess Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. Yeah. And and how this whole thing happened. I what? I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So this is like uh, basically, we were interested in the Mick Foley and Dean Ambrose feud specifically just because Dean Ambrose called out Foley for causing all these injuries to kids and said a lost generation, the hardcore icon had a lot to do with kids hurting themselves. And then someone asked him about it on Twitter and Dean Ambrose replied, he had everything to do with it. He raised the bar of stupidity so high, everyone ruined themselves trying to get to it. By the way, I have zero fear of reprisals from the office for what I've said about Mick Foley because nobody high up in WWE has any respect for him. And then like they sent him home from SmackDown and then he said, so I get sent home from TVs just because Mick feels uncomfortable, like I did something wrong, like I'm a criminal, hashtag hardcore legend equals softcore bitch. I just wanted to say that on this podcast because I thought that was so funny. You know who's not on Twitter anymore? Dean Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Sometimes the interactions between wrestlers on Twitter is kayfabe and it's Mm -hmm. fake. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's real. Hard to tell the difference. Unless you, you know, read the dirt sheets or something, or you just sort of know, like, the personalities of the people involved. Uh-huh. Dean Ambrose being mysterious, no one knows. Oh, wow. No one knows if that's real or not. And I don't believe Mick Foley was in WWE at the time. Yeah. Because he had a, a period away. He worked at TNA and just wasn't working in WWE. So 
I forget when this happened. It might have been when, when Mick was not in the company and it wouldn't have mattered. No one would have cared. Yeah. It was something where they where they were supposed to wrestle at WrestleMania. And I actually got all this from Bleacher Report, but it was like halfway through the feud. Which WrestleMania was it supposed to be? Mm. Oh, God. Sir. Somewhere. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Above. Because the Shield didn't break up until WrestleMania 30, 31, they were broken up already. This was WrestleMania 28? That doesn't seem likely. In 2012. They yeah. had just come into the company yeah. at that time. Yeah, so well, it was right likely. when he joined WWE was when this like feud happened. And then... And then they tried to maybe reverse engineer a match out of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so because it said like Mick Foley called him an idiot and said that he brought up his children, and then Dean wrote on Twitter, "I never insulted Mick's dumb blind wife or his traumatized ignorant children who think he's a, <laughs> think he's a good person." Well, he was playing a heel at the time. I love yeah. it. So, but their the, the Shield's first WrestleMania match was WrestleMania 29. Okay. So it seems unlikely they would have wrestled at WrestleMania 28. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just him. It was right when he signed with, and then they started. They were defending. Um, punk. CM Punk? Thank you. Yes. That's Defending all. him from what? Just in life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was something where I read um, the shield was like hired by him in secret. It was like, that was like the storyline. Mm. Do you recall that? Or am I oh, like... the, Yeah, CM Punk brought them into the company. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be his bodyguards. Exactly. Oh. That's yeah. what I mean, defending. I don't yeah. know. But oh, I, def- I see. Not so defending in, in the yeah. traditional oh, way Oh, I see. Thinking. So you mean in, in kayfabe, they were, yes. they were his bodyguards. Yes. yes, absolutely. That's what I That's meant. correct. Were they like... Yeah, they talked about justice, et cetera, et cetera. Or they definitely look like that. Looked like mall cops mm-hmm. or laser tag players. Yep. <laughs> a real laser tag fire. For some like. reason, it's cool. Dean Ambrose is wearing a hoodie for some reason. I always yeah. thought that was cool. He always wears the like, zip-off hoodie sometimes. He's yeah, like, he loves a zip-up hoodie. Mm-hmm. I actually really like... This is my favorite Dean Ambrose look so far, is this, this is shield, the shield outfit. Yeah. I think it's because he's small. He has, I mean, not like short, yeah, but not heavy. Like Roman Reigns is thick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something about Seth Rollins is he looks athletic. Dean Ambrose looks kind of like a guy. Yeah. Even though he's in far better shape than me or half the people in the world, over half, he just doesn't look imposing. Mm. He looks like guy next door type. Yeah. So you put him into, and the CM Punk had the same problem. CM Punk was never like cut in mm-hmm. the way that most wrestlers are. So when he would wear like a t-shirt and the diaper, mm-hmm. he looked kind of like a goof. Yeah. But you put Dean Ambrose in this tough guy SWAT team uniform and he looks kind of scary, kind of intense. Yeah. Especially with the hair. Yeah. Oh, the wet hair. This is a big... Oh, yeah, can we talk about the hair? Yeah, can we please? Oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> I call I'm, it spaghetti noodle hair. So... Why? Dean Ambrose used to have a regular haircut when uh-huh. he first uh-huh. came into WWE with The Shield. Just kind of like a swoopy, sort of just like regular man's haircut. Mm-hmm. And then people noticed he was going bald. Oh. Okay. His, he'd have the, he had the receding hairline, the widow's peak. Mm-hmm. So at some point they decided, well, if you just wet it and just throw it down over your your forehead, no one will know you're going bald. Because oh. he's not going to look good bald. So yeah, he Kurt, won't. Kurt right. Angle, Kurt Angle <laughs> yeah. used to have a full head of hair, and he yeah. wrestled with just like a short cropped, like 
you know, kind of um, military-looking haircut. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, you could tell that, like, he had the male pattern baldness. So he did a uh, hair versus hair match with Edge, <laughs> if you remember Edge. A hair you... versus hair match? Yes, yeah, so that's another common gimmick match. Oh, my god. The gosh. loser has to have their head shaved. <gasps> this oh, is the, this is that. What? Oh, yeah, that was it. This yeah. is the famous... Um, Vince McMahon, Donald Trump yes. match where Vince McMahon uh, had Umaga, who was a Samoan wrestler, uh, in his corner and wrestling for him. And then Trump had this Bobby Lashley, who you guys would oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they wrestled at WrestleMania 23, I believe, in, De- in Detroit at uh, Ford Field. And at the end of the match, after Lashley wins, Vince is shaved bald. And then Steve Austin gives Donald Trump the stunner. Oh my God. Famous GIF now. Oh, yeah. The president got a Stone Cold Stunner. Um, so yeah, hair matches are a big thing. <laughs> Sometimes people get their head shaved to avoid looking bald. Yeah. But I don't think Dean Ambrose would look very good bald. He'll so like this bald. ridiculous yeah. wet hair thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and they all had wet hair. But they, they all still do. Yeah. It's like, I, and now I, I feel like I'm going to hold him responsible for the, for wet, the wet hair, hair thing. thing. Yeah. But... Dean Ambrose came back with a short haircut, yeah, which I think looks great. Let's see, go back real quick. See this? Oh. Just a regular guy's haircut, yeah. right? And then he gets the, this wet stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this then when it's dry, he when it's dry he looks like uh, like he's in a '90s teen movie. <laughs> even though he still has the receding hairline, he just looks tougher this way. Yeah. Well, yeah. also he, as you mentioned, built his upper body. He mm-hmm. looks gigantic. So he's like a strong dude yeah. now. He looks like a like a different person entirely. To he me really does. Yeah, he does. Fascinating thing is that he has not said one word, has not cut a promo since he's been back. Really? Mm-hmm. How yeah. long has he been back? Two weeks. Okay. Wow. Or with two raws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell like Seth like talked to him was like, dude, you may be depressed because you're just gonna be on the sidelines. Like you should check out CrossFit. It's a great <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, Real quick, his nipple. Is this the oh nipple boy. that was ripped off? The inverted nipple? He had a nipple ripped off? He had a oh. nipple. <gasps> oh, I never yes. heard that story. Oh, oh yeah. He had a nipple ripped off during a match, then sewed it on himself afterwards. What a legend. God, I love that guy. <laughs> Which there's, I have a photo in the slideshow of the nipple just falling. Like, Excellent. I can't yeah, wait and to I was see like, this. I'm going to wait. We're Where not is gonna, it? It's in the slideshow? It I, it's, uh, there's a link because I didn't want to oh, just like. Oh, all right. We'll look at it a after. A shock oh, factor. Go back again. Look, look at Seth Rollins' oh, haircut. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. That real- also looks like a clock stop the movie like promo oh, right classic there. film yeah a Nickelodeon movie yeah it does I think they should go back to wearing these masks too. yeah those masks are cool those are cool those that to me that's my favorite version of their look is mm-hmm. when they're wearing those half skeleton masks they look like Antifa yeah, yeah they do yeah. Instead, of like, instead of Nazis they look like Antifa which is a little bit better and yeah. it's because they're all like swarthy and yeah. We're all about accessories for, you know. Sure. It's yeah. important. Can I ask a, an off-topic, uh, but topical question? Yeah. Always. What is each one of your favorite costumes? In oh, oh, my gosh. gosh. Well, this Mike is, actually, so. Wow. Is this on the run sheet? That we have a, we have we a, have a bunch of questions, questions for you specifically. Oh, if we, yeah. If we needed. Do we want to just get into that now? Because we've already talked about Dean Ambrose plenty, yeah. right? Yeah. We should okay. get into sure. some more general stuff. Okay, I have a, an, an easy answer for this as... My favorite costumes currently are anything that Sasha Banks wears. I think her silhouette is the most interesting to me mm-hmm. out of anyone right now, but specifically the Wonder Woman costume she wore. Oh, yeah. The Women's Royal Rumble. That was, was cool. so yeah. cool. I, But in general, I really love the, um, the way the different straps go on her costume. I think it's a really good melding of 
uh, actual flattering fashion and really functional sportswear. And I think not a lot of their outfits always do that successfully. And that's a lot of credit to Mr. Sasha Banks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beautiful yeah. work. She's yeah. personally my favorite wrestler yes. Ugh, right she's now. So yeah. great. We love her. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is for females, Nia Jax, for a similar reason. Interesting. I like the Beyonce Lizzo look. Like, because mm-hmm. she wears, like, she I like the more, matter. not originally, because we did her a couple weeks ago, and I think her current look with the silver and the gold and the metallics is really cool. Um, she seems like contained yet it's still very feminine it's very flattering and then for men as we talked about already i love alistair black i think he's great uh i also love ron Strowman. there so, you go yeah uh, something about nia Jax's costume rubs me the wrong way because it feels like she's in a garbage bag sometimes i think That's it's fair i think it's it was worse in nxt where she kind of had like shoulder pads yeah, and yeah. Looked like the yeah. road warrior See, I love uh, and that. now <laughs> it's a little bit more feminine. Like you need yeah. to find a balance between making her look like, you know, a blob. Yeah. Yes. And making her look, you know, sexy. And yeah. I think they found that. Not that but, you need to be. I mean, sex sex appeal in wrestling is ninety percent of it. I mean, the other ten percent is you know promos and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for most people who watch wrestling who are not like me, like fucking nerds. And if you think, yeah, if you, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just assume he's a nerd. Uh, <laughs> it's the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in liking wrestling. But you look, it's aesthetics. Yeah. For, for any gender, any sexual orientation, doesn't matter. A lot of it is like, ooh, I find that person attractive. I yeah. mean, on, you know, on every spectrum. You should check out our Finn Balor episode and really prove yourself right. <laughs> yeah, because that's insane. I would say my favorite uh, woman at the moment is I love Naomi. I think she is like cool working outfit. that. And because she's so strong, yeah. like the outfit works so well. It shows off everything. And when she gets in the ring, she's like just ready to go like crazy. I never got it until she started doing the glow. Yep. Like, yeah. no, that was, I was like, whoa. Yeah, this is really cool live. It's cool on TV. She's an amazing dancer and one of the best athletes, bar none, in the yeah, company. Yeah, because the Funkadactyls was, I mean, Gar- that was... Garbage. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely repug. We talked about that. And also just watching from, I am the one that like, once we started getting into it, I started watching Total Divas, Total Bellas, like obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so watching as well. a lot of... Uh, Are you watching Ms. and Mrs.? Uh, no, I have not started uh, that one yet. But I watched the Hardy Boys documentary. That was incredible. It As was. someone who's watched a lot of wrestling documentaries, a lot of wrestling I stuff. I cried. I didn't think I'd cry for a wrestling documentary, and I did. The best wrestling documentary yeah. ever. Because you saw everything. You saw them, like, fucked up on pills. Yeah, that part. And, like, Matt Hardy's, it, like, mental state collapsing mm-hmm. at a certain point in the mid-2000s. It was really, like, candid in a lot of footage that I never thought I would see. Yeah, and I kind of got obsessed with them. I don't know why, but... You want to um, fix them, just like Dean Ambrose. I'm a helper. I'm a helper. I am a complete yeah, helper. That's what Everything Mr. Rogers said. No. Look to the helpers. Yep, that's definitely what I am. My question, for one, just relating to good old Matt Hardy, do you think he has retired because of his injuries? I think like he'll a wrestle quiet a couple more times. retire? He'll yeah. wrestle a couple more times. Because I need him to delete a few more people. <laughs> like, I just, that, when I learned that he deleted his brother, and I watched a whole video on a Saturday night at midnight alone watching that, I was like, 
It's pretty cool stuff. This is amazing. <laughs> and then she came in and told us about it, and we could we all started crying, laughing about it. Yeah, that's why we like it. I yeah. mean, that's why that that stuff's so nuts. It is. I it's think so when he, when Matt Hardy realizes he can make just as much money as a, an agent producer mm. while oh, still selling right, merchandise, yeah. he'll stop because he's got yeah. the two kids. His wife clearly wants him to retire. Yeah, mm. his body's messed up. He wasn't really putting on much of a performance in the ring anymore. Yeah. It was crazy. I will have one question though. Um, what is your thoughts on Ember Moon? No. Oh. We have Ember Moon is nothing but a question. Yeah. I think to this group, we're so confused. Like her, her character, character, she's amazing and she's so like strong and could be so powerful, but her character does not work with it right now. It's a lot of the main roster has that problem. Yeah. In NXT, she was more defined. You know, they call her like the warrior yeah. princess, whatever it is. The, the what is her her nickname? Uh, I don't even know. I thought she was a werewolf for a long time. Yeah. Warrior queen. It was. Some she was queen. warrior, and she was some uh, like some goddess. Yeah, the war goddess. The war goddess. Yeah. Because they used to call Alexa Bliss the goddess, mm -hmm. and now Alexa Bliss is not called that anymore because I think they decided to call Ember Moon the war goddess. But I don't know what that means. Yeah. Ember Moon was always kind of like an entrance and a cool look Yeah. Uh, in NXT, but still she got to cut promos and be you know the star and the champion. It's just, if you don't have that time, that TV time to establish who you are and cut promos and whatnot, it's just not gonna happen for you. Mm, yeah. And that's an unfortunate byproduct of the fact that the show is live every week and everybody has to be on the show. Because um, in NXT, you know, some weeks you wouldn't have Asuka on the show and Ember Moon could be the star of the show yeah. or whatever. And it's one hour and it's taped. This is a totally different beast. And Vince McMahon's preferences tend to be very specific for yeah. women. Yeah. He's still in charge of the booking and you look at who the champions have been recently and they all look similar. Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. It's hard wow. to be a black woman in WWE if you're not married to an Uso. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Wait, so who Damn. who is your current favorite like fashion wise? Favorite costume? Ring, if you had to pick one, yeah. Oh boy. Um, or worst, we can also do. Yeah, that. we can we do, do worst. I still think I still think Braun Strowman's got to do something about those pants. I oh, love we, <laughs> we talked so much about his pants, and the, for me, the main thing that I think about with Braun Strowman is that deep, deep scoop. Yeah, he's that got is such a deep, deep scoop. Oh yeah. Scoop. Well, he has pierced nipples. What? Yeah. Oh, this is Guys, amazing. This is the best episode. Pierced. <laughs> you heard correct. Pierced nipples. Yeah, he does. I didn't know that. I think that's partially why he wears the singlet thing. So oh, hide no. those pierced nipples. Okay. I'll, also, very nice. I, I, I make yeah, it. Yeah, tell him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I keep threatening to buy the Chipotle order that he gets. But <laughs> it's so expensive. Both Mike and oh, yeah. Sarah are vegetarians. Would we be between me and yeah. Katie. Wait, how did you find out about that? I googled it, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was from the interview I did with him. That's really? Oh, that's amazing. Me and me and and David Shoemaker, who is my old podcast co-host on the Mass Man Show. Uh huh. We, did, we 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 interviewed. Uh, Strowman, AJ Styles, Shinsuke, Kevin Owens, and Sasha. Oh my God. We could wow. not, we got there late. It was in a warehouse. It was yeah. a commercial shoot for WWE 2K18 or 2K17, whichever one it was last year. Yeah. Because it's always a year ahead because 2K19 is coming out now. But anyway, we got there late and we were supposed to talk to Finn Balor. Mm -hmm. But we come in and he's in the makeup chair getting the demon. <gasps> oh my gosh. And <laughs> the PR team literally said to us, you, you, 
can't talk to him when the makeup's on. He doesn't talk when the makeup's <gasps> on. I love him. You can tell when he comes out as the demon. He's a different person. He absolutely is. So no talking to him. Like he yeah. literally would not talk to anyone oh until gosh. the makeup was off. That's the commitment to character that Finn Balor has. I yeah. almost just started crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like here's the thing, we've only been doing this for a couple of months, but I, I mean, Finn especially, mm -hmm. we all love so much. I think he might be my favorite fashion person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Here's why. He's, uh, Obviously, he's wearing the diaper, and he does mm -hmm. that for a reason. It works so well, Thank a, you for calling it the diaper. Yes, rocking. thank you so, so much. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> but he's rocking that junk, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he Again, is. wrestling is a lot about sex appeal, oh, and he yeah. offers a lot to a lot of people. Yes, but he the does. leather jacket thing, oh. he just looks awesome oh my when he it's comes so out. It's so good. It's a good design of a leather jacket. And no matter too. what yes. color, too? It, it, well, he, someone who looks like that can wear anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like even Ronda Rousey wears that uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper leather jacket sometimes, and it looks ridiculous because it's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put that on Finn Balor, he'll look fine. Yeah, <laughs> but so like, true. He's still very handsome underneath that weird jacket. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's he has that intense look. He also looks like a model, and so when he wears the jacket, he just looks cool. It says, "I'm a cool guy." Yes. And there's not a lot of fashionable people in wrestling, uh -huh. but behind the scenes, he's a good dresser. Yes, yes we've seen we've seen uh, paparazzi photos of him and his supposed girlfriend. Yeah, because he who's he supposed to be dating? Um, Kathy Kelly. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I know a lot about that. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's my guy. He's my guy. That's great. Yeah. He's wow. a good dresser and woman. Did you choose? No. I mean, I would definitely say Sasha in terms yeah. of in-ring gear weird dresser like in real life <laughs> she she wears a lot of like bright like leggings and oh like, okay like nike like jordan sneakers and uh -huh. stuff mm, cool, not cool. like proper streetwear in the way that you would imagine someone who's like a, a hype beast would dress yeah uh -huh. but it's just some sort of mishmash of what you would think that would be but not and not good okay um, yeah but her ring gear is the best. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's shout stunning. out to Mr. Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Sasha kills it yeah, every time. Um, and what? Who's your favorite entrance right now? Finn Balor. Yes, it is good. There's it's just something movies. about him coming out and doing that thing with his arms. It's arm. so fun. It's crazy, you know, in person. He's also. also I gotta say, I love Adam Cole. Yeah. The Undisputed Era. Yeah. Like, they're great. The theme is great. Just they have a swagger that a lot of wrestlers don't have anymore. That mm. sort of cockiness. Okay. That DX would have the NWO or the Four Horsemen. Like, I love those four guys together and mm -hmm. just their chemistry. Mm -hmm. And Adam Cole is just the coolest dude. Very small man. Hmm. Shorter, shorter than me. I'm 6'2". He's got to be like six feet maybe oh yeah it's so funny you're like he's a small man he's six feet tall <laughs> you're like yeah because all the wrestlers are so huge yeah mm -hmm. that makes yeah, sense yeah. we have another question great <laughs> um what do you think of the john cena nikki, nikki bella yes. do you think it's real yeah they're broken up at this point i think they're done oh yeah really? but you, you thought but it was wait. a real relationship I or think there was, was a little. It was a little bit of both. Yeah. It was yeah. In the same way that like Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were probably sleeping in the same bed and like yeah. going to things together and maybe kissed yeah. once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Ben Affleck and J Lo, if you remember. Mm. You know, I, I remember that. Ben oh yeah. Affer. Like they that was clearly arranged. Yeah. But mm -hmm. also like you don't you can't arrange people having sex or not. Yeah. Mm. 
So they probably, there was some sort of like people talk, like agents talk, managers talk, and like let's get them together. Okay. And then they either like each other or don't. So, but then you thought they do like each other though. I think that there was some romance there for sure. Ha. Yes, Mike. Mike. I don't think it's totally <laughs> fake. Like that yes. happened. That went on for years. Yes, That's six, what he said. Okay. six years. Six years. This was our. This has been. A, it's a long-running argument on this on this podcast. Yeah. On the text. Did I say it's true love? <laughs> <laughs> They'll get back together one. I do think so. I don't think so. I think it's. I think I, now that he's fully transition transition. Excuse me into movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly going to continue wrestling every once in a while, mm-hmm. doing Birdie total Bean. bellas and whatnot. Not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the other one. That's her their clothing line, yes. But I thought that was only Breeze. But no, it's Bree both and Nikki of do it together. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You would know better than that. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I follow that. They have Bella Radici, their wine. I know all about it. I almost bought one <laughs> the other day. Yeah, I just don't think that they can keep up with each other's lives in a mm-hmm. real way. Yeah. But also in K Fabe, in reality show WWE world, it just makes sense for Nikki to now have a season where she's on the market again. Mm-hmm. So true. A dating season. Yeah, because yeah. Total Bella's kind of like plateaued in terms of the will they, won't they get married thing. Mm-hmm. And he had the WrestleMania moment two years ago where they get engaged in the ring. And mm-hmm. either you do a wedding and it'll be corny and lame, or you break them up and then do a whole season about, you know, Nikki's free and on the town and who's she gonna date. Yeah, finding herself on that, that is stuff, a good yeah. That's that always a, a great storyline for those sorts of shows is the finding yourself yeah. season. That's true. The eat, pray, love season. Yeah. <laughs> as they call it in the biz. Um, my question is, what should we definitely know about wrestling that we haven't talked about yet as new wrestling fans? TM. Good or bad thing? Everything. Yeah. Whatever. Both things, maybe. Oof, boy. Something you should definitely... I feel like we've gone through so many things. We really have. I know. We, this is this has been awesome. Thank you so much, again, for... Are you watching Japanese us. wrestling yet? No. We're, we're slowly dipping our toe into those yeah. waters. Okay. I think that's very important. Okay, cool. You need to get into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. yes. There are a lot of wrestlers on the indie scene who I think you guys would like a lot. Kenny Omega, number one. Mm-hmm is in my opinion the best wrestler in the world right now okay did i did a profile of him and he's part of bullet club right correct he's the leader uh and he did this whole storyline where it was implied that he was in a relationship with a man oh the golden lovers exactly i briefly researched them yes so that sort of thing like he's a, a much smarter person than most people in wrestling from a storytelling perspective from a character perspective like just talking to him you could tell that he's really considered who he is and who he wants to be and how he wants to sort of change the perception of wrestling that's great in the world and the young bucks are fantastic cody rhodes is cool um marty Skrull. that's who i i really like him I was gonna He's say great. If, if we were talking about costumes outside oh, of WWE so good, yeah. with the the death mask and mm-hmm. the hat, he was a uh, a top man model. He was. I oh my god, that's yeah. amazing. I think if you Google it, you can see like him dressed like doing the top man thing. Oh wow. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, he's like a fashionable guy too, Marty. Yeah. Uh, but he seems it. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. Go to PWG when you can. That's mm-hmm. a local indie that does a monthly show, or not bi-monthly, whenever it is, um, out of, what's the theater now? It was um, the Globe, right? The we Globe, were, We yes. were there at that yes. last. Yeah, you I got was to there. see Marty. I was there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a great show. You've been, if you guys haven't gone, you should yeah, definitely go. That's, yeah, for sure. Hard to get tickets. 
That's what we've heard, yeah. How did you get tickets? Her uh, husband, right? Yeah, my husband has um, is really, really good at getting tickets to anything he wants to, like, immediately. I don't know. He just, like, uses the secret or something. Yeah. So that's he was the one who got us all these tickets, like, see, sitting together for NXT. Nice. And he yeah. got a couple of tickets for the PWG show. So. That's awesome. It was really fun. Yeah. He had gone before with our producer, Mike, when it was at the um, American Legion hall and would would not stop talking about it and i was like great i'll go and i was really nervous about going to uh a live show for whatever reason i don't know why i think i didn't know what to expect out of like the the crowd and the atmosphere and everything but it was really great and then he was drunk and i got so drunk which was a large part of my enjoyment wrestling people who are into wrestling are similar to anyone who's into anything esoteric mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes you can be like mean to people who don't know as much as you do about wrestling or put off by people's naivete or something well thank you for not behaving that way <laughs> yes you've been so kind and courteous. well i would prefer if people would be more respectful of my love of wrestling yeah, yeah. and the first way to do that is to respect people's lack of knowledge and then they will maybe find a way to get into it yeah. or at least understand why you like it yeah. as opposed to, you know, the sneers and snickers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to know about wrestling, I think, is that wrestling for a long time has been so sexist and so racist and so xenophobic yeah. that... I think this is the first time when wrestling is actually a palatable entertainment for real people. Yeah. Mm. That's really I would beautiful. agree for sure. Yeah. For yeah. a long time it was just disgusting. And there are still moments where it's like, do you really have to do that or this or whatever? Mm-hmm. But it's so much better now. Yeah. I mean, that that was kind of something we talked about again with the Trish Strata stuff is just like how much it has changed even in the last 10 years is really great. And also with teams like the New Day, who we love so much. Oh my gosh, yeah. And they get to be their own like goofy, nerdy persona without having to like cater to some weird archaic archetype is so cool. Um, yeah. yeah, the stereotypes don't exist as much as they used to, where if you're a black wrestler, you don't have to be a black wrestler. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, there were <laughs> there were wrestlers in WWE who were Jewish, and Vince McMahon's idea was, well, you're a Jewish wrestler. We'll put a Star of David on your diaper. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. Pretty tight stuff. Well, then I guess this is maybe the, the big question to end our discussion on tonight. So why do you love wrestling? If you had to define it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my ex-wife's big question. <laughs> That's probably why we're not married anymore. Um, I liked it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The first year I really got into wrestling was 1991, like mm-hmm. summer, spring, summer of 91. And there was just something exciting about it. I couldn't explain it as a child. It was just like, wow, these guys are larger-than-life characters. They're very cool and, and wear these great outfits and how neat is it they fight. It's dramatic. Mm-hmm. As a kid, that stuff is appealing in the same way that watching Transformers or a, reading a Batman comic is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, as I got older, the the product sort of matured, not matured, but like evolved Way as I got older. Mm. So I, I was around for not the golden years of the WWF, because that was like 84 to probably 90. Those were the big years, mm-hmm. and I was born in 84, so I don't remember any of that. But I was around for 
the maturation of the company and then when i was a teenager that's when wrestling started to cater to teenagers that was when women would come out in scantily clad outfits and steve austin would give people the finger and the rock would say something transphobic or whatever when that was okay God. uh things that t- high school boys would think was funny yeah so the true. wrestling porn star mm-hmm. hilarious if you're a teenage boy so it was perfect for that age of rebellion and then when i got to college i stopped watching wrestling because it didn't evolve with me Mm -hmm. i wanted to you know socialize and meet people and date and all of that stuff that college people do Mm -hmm. so from i would say 2004 all the way to 2013 i just stopped watching i would watch here and there mm-hmm. and, you know watch wrestlemania or something but it was not something i would talk about that i liked it ever <laughs> or that yeah. i had like wrestling toys and posters and stuff and then when i got older it became nostalgic yeah and also i could look at it from a storytelling perspective you know i went to film school and i learned about how to write things and and be able to tell a story and craft a narrative in an interesting way and then you can see where that is also in wrestling Mm -hmm. character motivations and 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 arcs and that kind of stuff is there so you can look at it from an adult perspective from storytelling but also you get to know about the people and it's still you know a fascinating spectacle so as an adult now i can watch it with a different appreciation Hmm. It's not mature. It's not it has not met me at 34 yeah. years old. Yeah. But it doesn't have to because I understand it for what it is and now that I have a son, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, when he gets into wrestling." <laughs> yep, you're like, "If I can get a onesie of like my favorite like a little NWO onesie, do you have that?" <laughs> no, I think they sell those. Uh, I have a Dean Ambrose action figure to give him at some point. Oh, Aww. that's yeah. really cute. That's great. Oh, I had Sasha Banks, a Sasha Banks dog collar for my dog, and my wife made me, my ex-wife made me put it away. I don't want him wearing that. (laughs) Again, that's why we're... (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have one final question. Yeah. If we pitched you what we like, what we like about wrestling, would you be able to recommend a wrestler? Like, I like hardcore matches, redneck type stuff. Truly, that's what I like. Hillbilly shit. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for like real down and dirty hardcore wrestling you should watch old ecw old ecw get into sabu sandman would be perfect for you sandman the sandman <laughs> is great because what? the sandman is literally and like a, a i don't want to say an abusive father but he oh sort of God. looks he sort of looks like an abusive father oh no so is he dressed like because my thing is like i want them to have a character a backstory like he doesn't really have a lot of that yeah let me let me paint the picture of the sandman okay great he comes out in a white Uh t-shirt that is often you know ripped or has stains on it of some sort he's got a beer in his hand of course he does yeah and he's smoking a cigarette Mm. and he's got a kendo stick oh no oh no 
And the song Inter Sandman plays as he comes out because ECW did not license any of the music. They just played the music. And that's why on the WWE Network, none of those songs are on there. It's all generic music. Yeah. So he comes out, Inter Sandman. He's smashing beers on his head. He'll bleed in the entrance. This is the whole song plays. Oh my God. He comes out and the entire Inner Sandman song plays. That is such a long song. He goes into the crowd. He's throwing beer on. People will give him beers and he'll smash them on his head. He'll be still smoking. You know, Mm -hmm. he'll hit himself with a kendo stick. He'll finally get in the ring after five minutes. And he'll wrestle the shittiest wrestling match you've ever seen. But he's just hitting people with objects. Yeah. There's another guy, New Jack, who's not... He's black. He's a black wrestler. And his whole gimmick was that he was, like, in a gang. Uh He actually killed people in real life. Uh, Went to jail multiple times. Wow. And so when he wrestled, uh-huh. his theme song played through the entire match. It was the song Natural Born Killers, and they would play oh. the entire match. Oh, my gosh. And so there would be times it, during the match, if like he had a guitar he was going to hit somebody with, uh-huh. he'd pretend to play the guitar during the song <laughs> and then hit you with the guitar. This is for Katie. Ooh, this is me. Yeah. So you um, really need to just dive into right, ECW. Oh, wow. All right. So, and then Sarah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Christina. Oh, I like witchcraft. Yours. And I like metal and I like cults. I like like dark, weird stuff. Like that's why I love Alistair Black so much because he pulls so much from the occult and all of his tattoos mean things and everyone keeps making fun of me. For I that. would go back to early Bray Wyatt. Okay. Ooh. Also Raven in ECW. I do, yeah, okay. Anything ECW Raven, even WCW Raven, he had this okay. sort of like cult called the flock in WCW. Yes, this is what I want. And they would just like, they're grunge guys. It was just a total rip off of of how Pearl Jam looked. Perfect. So that would be good for you. Either Bray Wyatt, early, early, early Bray Wyatt. NXT Bray Wyatt early. Before he brought the lantern out and just. No, the lantern was always part of his gimmick. It was? Okay. That song and the lantern, all of that, totally part of his gimmick. But the original version of Bray Wyatt was a Hawaiian shirt and like, (laughs) A trilby. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, and sometimes like a wife, not wife beater. Sorry. No, <laughs> I mean top. it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just ingrained in your brain. I know you it say is. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, that he'd come out in, and then slowly but surely he started to have this more like decayed, like gross, like grunge look, which you also might be into. I, lo- I mean, I love the Bludgeon Brothers. I love, like I said, <laughs> yeah, I love Shane all in the Wyatt family. Yeah, 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 exactly. I love... But the original Bray Wyatt character is awesome. Those metal dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then me, I love me some whimsy and some homoeroticism. So <laughs> I've had the Golden Lovers on my list to research for a while. Okay. But is there anyone else out there? She also did Velveteen Dream. I love Velveteen Dream. Yeah, that was... Homoeroticism. And any type of, like, whimsy or just committing really hard to a, a, like, over-the-top character. Because I love Marty Skrull when we Mm -hmm. saw him. Love Velveteen Dream. So are we talking comedy or just, like... Silly, like baroque, like yeah, theatrical like kind stuff. Of, yeah, like very like big characters. I feel like oh, you'd man. like people who would be in a musical. Yes. I think you would like early Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be good for you, like okay. heel Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. I do. Shawn I love the. He- we talked a lot about how I love all the the mean people because I was bullied and I want them all to like me. That's why she <laughs> loved the iconic. I love. She I love like the iconic too. Yeah, yeah we love them. But Shawn Michaels would come out with a mirror, and he had this manager, Sensational Sherry, who, in my opinion, one of the best 
managers of all time, male or female. Fantastic. Terrifying, but also has a sex appeal. Great promo. Wrestled briefly in WWE when they had a women's division in the 80s and early 90s. Um, but he was just, you know, he did that whole, like, cheesy 90s rocker thing. Wow. Uh, yeah, that sounds perfect. Time. Yeah. And then also, I would say, Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had an amazing body for the time. At also and a he, thing I look for. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he would do this thing where he would he would call the women in the crowd fat sweat hogs, <laughs> and then like gyrate in a very like obviously sexual way. Oh man! Um, and that's sweat a lot of a lot of vel- a lot of Velveteen Dreams sort of initial shtick came from Rick Rude to the point where he was airbrushing things on his tights, similar to Rick yeah. Rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Amazing. Love Velveteen Dream. We yeah. really hope we see him at NXT. He doesn't though. get called up. Yeah, his, his, pants. his pants don't work. <laughs> I think he won't be called up till after WrestleMania. Okay. That's right. our, our selfish hopes That's that we can see him. Yeah. Um, man, Dave, we didn't even talk about all the stuff we wanted to talk about. Sorry. No. No. <laughs> I no, mean that in a way means, that like yeah. this was the tip of the iceberg. This was so much fun. Happy to come back anytime. Please. Oh, yes. He Mike sent us a thing. He was like, it's been an hour and ten minutes. I'm like, oh shit. We have to <laughs> stop taking this person's time because we would be here for three more hours. Yeah, we this would. Is fascinating. I'm gonna go play pinball by myself. So <laughs> I love it and I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I'm glad to see people getting into wrestling. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to plug in the meantime before we do our social media stuff? Uh, you follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore Schilling. Um, if you're listening and you're a fan of the Mass Man Show, I will be doing a wrestling podcast very soon at some point. Just hold tight. <laughs> but thank you for listening to this because there are a lot of great wrestling podcasts out there that you should support. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thanks. And if you want to uh, tweet at us, tell us how much you love this episode because you did, and we know it already. Um, we're at a at kfab k a y f a b podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting some of the looks we talked about on Instagram tomorrow. And if you want to re- recommend a wrestler for us to review on Twitter, just tweet at us. Yeah, I'll respond for sure. Yeah, Katie is our is our Twitter master, and she's I have killing so it much fun. Yeah. She has a ton of fun. Um, but thank you guys so much. Dave, thank you so much. Yes, thanks. You're so welcome. much. Thank you. This is no fucking amazing. All right, bye. 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 bye.